Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast. My name is Peter Fisher. I'm a freelance web developer and the host and coding teacher at How to Code Well. Before the show starts, I just want to say a massive thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for supporting this channel and the podcast through these difficult times. If you want to be a supporter, please go to patreon.com forward slash how to code well. Your support is much appreciated. And of course, never miss an episode. Go to howtocodewell.fm to see the previous episodes. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hello, coders, and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about when you should learn something and when you shouldn't learn something in web development. This is coming off of the back of a conversation that I've had with some of the community members on the Discord server. If you go to howtocodewell.net forward slash Discord, you can join. It's free. There's a, a great community there of coders learning to code, helping each other out. And this question uh, was posed by one of the members. I just want to thank Piggies Go Squeal. That's an awesome username, by the way. Um, uh, Tyranid, Sniperside, uh, Scavendan, everybody who's joined the conversation it's it's uh, an interesting conversation of when you should and shouldn't learn certain types of skills in web development. We were talking about about it from the context of web design versus web development and what that all means, and when you should choose to learn more technology and when you shouldn't learn, and when should you feel comfortable and accept the fact that you're not going to to know all the various bits and pieces in your your specialism, your field. And I suppose that kind of branches off into the different types of fields there are of web development and design. You know, what is a full stack developer, then what is a junior developer and senior developer and so on. This whole sort of ecosystem, if you will, of questions, these are very common for new developers coming into the industry and they, they walk into web developments and they, it's almost like they're going into this big sweetie shop and they find all of these lovely shiny toys that they can play with and they learn. A lot of these toys go away <laughs> over the years and it really boils down to what is the best use of your time and how can you efficiently go through your career knowing as much as you possibly need to as well as you possibly can. You don't want to be wasting time learning things that you don't necessarily need to and all of that stuff. So I'm going to be talking from my perspective. This is how I came into the industry, all the things that I learned. I have mentioned it before, but just to pick on a specific point, in my career, right at the start, sort of maybe in the, the fifth year, I made this really conscious decision as to whether or not I want to focus fully on the front end or or more on the back end. And I chose to go against the grades that I was given at university and college because they were higher in the multimedia sides of things and, and less so in the coding areas. We're talking many, many years ago, of course. And it was only until I got into the industry, I, I discovered that I was actually better suited as a coder than a designer or, you know, a graphics guy or a front end developer because I wanted to code systems, architect systems, design systems. And really it was only until I actually got into the industry, I was put on a course and 
the lecturer who was taking that course demonstrated how you can design a system, architect a system, and he explained it in such a way that just made sense. Before at university, and I think it's probably due to immaturity and, and other things, I found the programming side of stuff quite stuffy, quite boring. I wanted to make things look nice. In fact, there was one module, we did a lot of building of computer games at university, where we, we created this computer game in a uh, Flash and Action Script, and I did the coding, but... I spent most of my time making the the interface look like an actual game console. And I, I love doing that. I, I That was something that I, I could just sort of do for hours and hours and hours and not get bored. But it was only until I got into the actual industry, uh, you know, I was I was with amongst senior graphics developed designers, uh, front end engineers. And it, it, I just felt like, very inadequate. And then I got put on that course and I got shown how to design and architect systems. And I fell in love with object-oriented programming. I was taught that, by the way, at university. We did a lot of Java, for instance, but I didn't at that time find it very attractive, very appealing. But since that course in the very first job I ever had, I have lent far more heavily towards the the back end. I class myself as a full stack developer and we'll we'll talk about what that means later on perhaps in this podcast because that's a an interesting subject as to what that word actually means though those two words full stack developer what does that mean? The point that I want to make with all of that random rambling about my career is that during your development career you're going to make choices and decisions that will impact what you do in the future. And you'll be opening doors and walking through them and you'll be closing doors and walking away from them. Both of those things are perfectly fine and acceptable. What you don't want to do, especially when you're a junior developer, when you're new to this industry, is you don't want to spread yourself too thinly. You don't want to go, oh, I'm going to learn everything all at once because you won't be a master of one or a couple of things. You'll just be a jack of all trades. And so you'll know little bits of things, but you won't know one thing in its, uh, in its entirety or have the foundations or have a grasp of the core fundamentals of web development. And let's be clear on what those are. JavaScript, HTML, and CSS. They are the three pillars of web development. Everything else goes on top of them. Without those three things, then you're going to be stuck. And I don't mean learning JavaScript by learning React or learning Vue. You want to be spending time just learning vanilla JavaScript, vanilla HTML5, vanilla CSS. You don't want to be bothering around with... View or react in your first month of being a developer because you're going to get confused and you'll be learning the languages through the eyes of those frameworks. And let me tell you, there's been many frameworks and many languages that I have used and, and learnt that don't exist anymore. Or if they do, they are in a, a shadow of what they used to be. For example, those computer games that I mentioned earlier, 
they were written in ActionScript and Flash. There's going to be developers these days who don't have a clue what ActionScript and Flash is because they've, they don't need to. A point that I would like to really sort of hammer down in this podcast is that it's okay to walk away from certain technologies of web development. It's okay to accept and acknowledge the fact that you're not going to be learning this thing, this new shiny toy or this technology or this methodology in web development or in coding or in design simply because time is the currency that you're having to apply. Time is something that you you have a finite amount of time in. And if you're spending time spreading yourself too thinly, learning X, Y, and Z before you've learned A, B, and C, then you're doing it wrong. You need to spend time learning the foundations first and then from that evolve and grow and start learning other bits and pieces. But really, you want to be focusing on the foundations. The foundations are the key. And throughout your career, throughout your journey, you'll be coming across technologies that do sound really attractive and you'll be coming up against uh People who, who suggest that, you know, this is the, the hottest thing, the best thing to do. You really should be learning this for your career. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no. I don't want to learn this because I haven't learned the foundations yet. Also, something that developers um, don't often realize is that it's very different. The market is extremely different all over the world. React might seem like the the new kid on the block, the hottest trend right now in your city. But in another city, it's Vue.js. In another city, it could just be vanilla JavaScript. It could even be jQuery. So don't think that just because you've seen a video that says that you need to learn this technology in this year because this is the hot new trend. No, that's not the case. And especially when you throw into the mix legacy code and having to support legacy code, the amount of projects I've done recently with jQuery in is, is crazy, but that's just the way it is because there's more legacy code out there than there is no new code because the new code hasn't been developed yet. And that's something that I get really, really frustrated with when I watch YouTube videos and they're telling you all the things that you should do and you shouldn't do and you should learn and you shouldn't learn. And they don't take into account the fact that the market is very different in different cities, countries, towns. It's incredibly different, not only from the framework level, but also from the language level. Some places prefer Python, some places prefer PHP. On the flip side to all of this, of course, is the fact that you don't want to limit yourself. You don't want to just focus on one thing, because if you do, then if that thing was to disappear or if you were to get bored of it, which, you know, let's be real, that happens. If you're working on the same code or the same language all of the time, it does get a little bit tedious. If you get into that rut, then that's quite dangerous. That's that's not good. So you do want to diversify. You do want to be flexible and you will come across these forks in the road. And sometimes it's nice to go in a different direction just to try it out. But you want to make sure that you have the, the safety net of the fundamentals that you know and you know well. HTML, JavaScript and CSS will not go away. 
Vue.js and React, they might do. Symfony might do. Laravel might do. Django might do. Flask might do. jQuery is going to. ActionScript has. <laughs> do you see what I mean? So I've mentioned these forks in the road a few times in this podcast. What, what do they look like? Well, in my experience, it's when you get a job. Because the job will dictate where you lean. So is it a front-end developer? Is it a back-end developer? Is it a back-end developer, but with a bit of front-end work? Do they require you to know the database? Do they require you to have some level of DevOps type skills, that kind of thing? You want to be using that time as a sort of a, a, a research and development time. Talking specifically about the conversation that we had on Discord, the word designer was thrown into the mix quite a bit. And when you use the word designer, web designer, you're, you're now talking about a different set of responsibilities, a different set of agendas, a different set of desires and caring, right? And, and believe you me, that is very difficult to get a handle on and very difficult to actually master. A designer will care about the design. They'll care about the user experience. That is a very different set of skills. And therefore, that is a very different learning journey to have to, say, a coder. A coder will need to know the code. A graphics designer, in some cases, they will know, need to know the code, but not as much as a coder. <laughs> and this is where the, the terms get really confusing and there's a bit of gray area. Um, really, when when you say developer, you're kind of like, you're kind of like talking about both things. And I've had many conversations with clients where they've asked me, can I design something? And I've just said no, because I'm not a designer. I'm a developer, even though they are assuming that a developer can design. In some cases they can, but that's just not me. If I was, if I did the graphics as well as the code, I will be spreading myself too thinly, as I've mentioned before, and I won't be learning all of the code stuff that I need to learn. I'll be learning XYZ instead of ABC. But what is a full stack dev? What is that? Essentially, a full stack dev is someone who knows the front end and the back end of a particular stack or more than one stack if you want. So someone who knows perhaps Symfony all the way to the, the database and perhaps DevOps on this side and then all the way from Twig to JavaScript to Vue or whatever you've got on the, on the front end, that kind of thing. Full stack dev sounds cool and I'm a full stack dev and yay me, but you've got to be cautious with people who say they're full stack devs because it really, in my opinion, boils down to their level of experience. Because I've just mentioned a bunch of disciplines from the database all the way to Twig and JavaScript and, and, and everything else. You really need to spend a good set of years learning those disciplines within the stack before you can call yourself a full stack dev, in my opinion. So if someone says that they're a full stack dev and they've only been a developer for, for three months, then you've got to, you know, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt, right? Personally, I just think the word full stack dev is sugar that you can put on your CV for recruitment agents to pick you up. It's a keyword, <laughs> essentially. You know, it, it, 
it allows you to say that you can do both sides of the coin. But I'm not saying that that in any way, shape or form means that I'm better than, say, just a back-end developer or a front-end developer or someone who just cares about system administration. Because those areas are extremely complicated and I don't know everything that I potentially need to know in all of those areas because I'm a full stack dev, because I've stretched myself to the front and the back. Do you see what I'm trying to get at? Again, it's time. Time is the essence. You only have time to lose. If I said to myself way back when I came out of university that I just wanted to do front end and that was it, I would have dismissed the fact that I was offered to go on that course. I wouldn't have been taught the beauty of object-oriented programming in the way that I, I was taught over what I was taught at university. And I wouldn't be here. Quite frankly, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be making this kind of content. I would be making more front end content because that is all I would know. And that would be fine. That would be perfectly fine. You've just got to mix it up. You've got to just be fluid with your choices and you've just got to be comfortable with the things that you you leave and put down, to be honest. Now, I'm not going to stand here and dictate to you what you should and shouldn't do and what you've done wrong in your development journey. I'll, I'll leave that to the YouTubers who care more about clickbait than I do. What I'll leave you with, though, are these three points. Firstly, you want to make sure that you're comfortable and you're happy at what you're doing. Second of all, you want to be aware of the opportunities and you want to be flexible when they come, come about. And thirdly, you want to be comfortable with the knowledge that you're not going to learn everything in web development because that is simply impossible. And above all, please learn the three pillars of web development, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Thank you ever so much for watching on the YouTubes or listening on the podcasts. Happy coding, everybody. And I'll see you again next time. Cheers. Bye.